Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aranex podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Craig Eason. I'm focusing on everything to do with the transformation, the transition of the ocean and shipping industries. And that means looking at a lot of key decisions that are having to be made in the coming decade, one of which deals exclusively with the decarbonisation of the shipping industry. We've spoken in earlier episodes about the efforts being made at the IMO, the International Maritime Organisation, as well as other proposals going into the IMO and elsewhere to do with funding and to do with projects. Now, in Glasgow, towards the end of this year, we have got the latest meeting of the UNFCCC. And there, the Zestus, that's the Zero Emission Ship Technology Association is going to hold what it describes as a pivotal and disruptive event to try and reshape the agenda and get more action, I would say, going relating to the decarbonisation of the industry. With me is Secretary General of Zestas, Maddie McLean. Hello, Maddie. Hello. <laughs> and Maddie, tell me a little bit more about this event in Glasgow, first off, because why take it to Glasgow? And the UNFCCC, why not put it at the IMO or somewhere like that where you're going to get more shipping people? Right, okay. Why, why, why Glasgow COP26? Um, COP26 is going to be an extremely important COP for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that we did not have a COP last year. Um, we've also got um, IPCC reports coming out telling us that we're further down the road than we expected to be at this point in time, pulling um, pulling things like um, uh, uh, trigger points and feedback loops into the conversation, which, which hadn't previously been there before. And I think that when we're looking at, um, you know, we need to change the conversation a bit around this, that we've been talking about decarbonisation and we really need to start looking at um, the elimination of greenhouse gas and climate impacts and start looking at uh, even further afield to look at what, um, what, what trigger effects could be caused by some of the actions that we're taking in shipping. So not just to look at, you know, from well to, or from, well, yes, looking beyond well to wake and looking at things like what happens if there's a spill, etc., so, um, so it's, it's, it's going to be what you hope to be sort of making it pivotal. So what are you going to do in Glasgow? It's not going to be a conference where you've got people just talking, is it? You're trying to be a little bit more interactive and engaging. It's not a commercial. This is not a commercial in- event. This is a workshop. Um, and so the, the way just explain quite quickly the way the agenda is going to work is we will have uh, we will have presentations. Um, so a presentation followed by a panel discussion, uh, the, the presenter panel discussion, followed by an audience Q&A, which will lead to a, a brainstorming session. Um, so, for example, we have um, a technology, a, pre- a presenter is presenting on their particular technology. The audience will be in a position to let us know why they don't think that will work for them so we can begin to discuss around that. And the, the, we'll ha- the we will have all of the solutions required for this change in the room. So not only the technology providers, 
but also the enablers. So policy, insurance, finance, um, people in the, the energy supply chains. Um, so that so that when we're looking at the solutions, we're not just looking at a single aspect of the solution, but we're looking we're looking for a holistic uh, solution. So what's stopping your objective? The objective of Zestas is to have vessels in the water that are zero emissions, absolute zero emissions. Yep. So that so that means there there's there's no fuel that's created ashore that creates emissions and they're um they're, it's it, it really is an idea concept of having really clean fuel supply chains as well as having a clean ship so there's no emissions coming out of the funnel even if you can offset them elsewhere what's stopping this from happening why aren't we able to go to your final objective today this is this is the whole point of the workshop, Craig. Is it's not one thing. We can't put our we can't point. You know, a lot of people want to point at policy and say, "Oh, gotcha." But it's but it's it's everything. And this is why we need the solutions together with the enablers, together with the biggest challenges. And and this is, um, for example, we'll have uh, a representative from the Solomon Islands in the room talking about the challenges for the small island developing states and. People who are, you know, dealing with um, low-value cargo that's a long distance from market. So some of the things that are really holding up the decisions in the IMO, um, is, you know, how can we how can we solve these problems? It's 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 we need the greater global shipping community to come around and support ship owners and the IMO to enable them to make these hard choices and these hard decisions and to go down these hard lines. You know, so, you know, if you've got it's along the lines of the Poseidon um, principles, um, if you've got insurers saying, right, we're only going to insure vessels that have a certain um, certain rating, suddenly that begins to it, it levels the playing field in that regard and enables um, ship owners to, to move a bit further, which then and then let me just swing back around on, on the IMO again. The IMO cannot put regulations in place when there's a a a significant percentage of uh, the, the ship owning community that aren't able to meet those regulations. So thinking, small, you know, people with the biggest challenges, small island developing states, um, the people who are long distance from market for whom the transport costs is, is considerable, um, uh, least developed countries, you know, we've got to, we've got to find a, a solution that actually is going to function for all stakeholders for those changes to occur. Does it alarm you then when we're talking about decarbonisation of the shipping industry that there are differing definitions of what decarbonisation means? We're looking at fuels such as methanol, ammonia, hydrogen. We're looking at electrofuels. We're looking at fuels where you can decidedly say we use um, captured CO2 in its production. Therefore, what comes out of the funnel makes it um, zero emissions overall. It strikes me that in the road towards decarbonisation, there seems to be different roads towards decarbonisation, depending on how you define that well-to-wake or um, fuel story. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the term alarm. Um, I'm, I'm not alarmed. Um, I'm very familiar with the fact that most businesses look, um, they look at short, short-term uh, financial survival. Um, and so they're they're looking for the easiest solution, and and they're they're not 
um, they're not casting out into the future to see what the wider implications of all of that is. And this is really the role of, of the academic um, community for environmental NGOs um, to support the shipping industry in their due diligence. You know, I think that we've got you've got shipping companies, you've got en engine manufacturers, you've got fuel providers, uh, bunkers, um, you know, the, the whole uh, energy industry who are looking at they're, they're really looking at survival. How are we going to how are we going to, you know, and, and they're looking at it in the short term. How are we going to survive the transition in the next coming years without looking forward to how we're how will we achieve absolute true zero and then back casting from there? to see what that path forward is. And that's really what our role is, is to say, okay, we're charging to true zero. That's where we wanna get. We know we need to be there. What are, what are the steps we need to take now to assure that we don't head off in the wrong direction and start building bridges to nowhere and ending up with stranded assets? Because as we hit, um, as we hit some of these um, tipping points and start seeing some of these feedback loops, you know, you better believe it. There's going to be some extreme uh, regulations coming into place. So our 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 objective is to assist the industry into getting into that safe haven of true zero as quickly and as efficiently as possible, with the least expense possible, and for as many stakeholders as possible. Given that you're wanting to take this event to uh, Glasgow and the UNFCCC's uh, COP meetings and the, the political discussions relating to the speed of the IMO, you could be accused of trying to usurp, not usurp the IMO, but to take away some of the pressure of the IMO by putting the decarbonisation of the shipping industry elsewhere. Do you see this as a as a way to put additional pressure on the IMO then by taking your events to Glasgow and taking the story of shipping's decarbonisation closer to UNFCCC rather than the IMO? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, because we're bringing the IMO with us. The IMO will be engaged in this event and we will take what comes out of this event directly to the IMO. We're working very closely with the IMO on this. Uh, do you see there being... Um, a set of outcomes that you'll have from the event which will say this is what we are going to do in the next five years a set of promises by stakeholders are going to be at your meeting in glasgow yeah i, I like to use the word commitments from stakeholders um what we're our, our intention is that the outcome of this is uh is an action plan um, a navigational chart to zero with waypoints based on uh, realizable um actions and, and available technologies and implementable uh, policies. Um, and so this is very much, it's, it's, it's a, we will create a, as I said, an, an action ro roadmap that will have um, waypoints where we will come together, meet, um, see how we're doing, uh, create collaborations, check in on those collaborations, and then we'll meet again in 20, uh, at COP27 to, to up, update this this roadmap, um, so it's it's really an ongoing. It's the start of a journey. That was Maddie McLean, Secretary General of the Zero Emissions Ship Technology Association, talking to me about the need to speed up shipping's decarbonisation, and not through the use of certain fuels 
that will still emit CO2 from the funnel or pose other environmental risks. Zesta's membership consists largely of companies involved in developing solutions with zero emissions or fuel cell makers, wind propulsion system developers, energy storage companies or the integration or systems infrastructure developers for green hydrogen. If you want to know more about Zesta's and their specific workshop in Glasgow in the beginning of November that's going to be timed with the UNFCCC's COP26, then visit zesters.org. Well, that's it for this short episode. It's summer, so I'll be away for a week or two. But back in August, ready to build up more episodes of the Aronex Show that'll help uncover the people, technologies and the events that underscore the transition and transformation of the ocean shipping and maritime sectors. And please share, repost and spread the word about the show and the many people that we have as guests talking about the road to the future. Get in touch too. I'd love to hear about what you're up to in either the transformation or the understanding of our ocean space. I'm Craig Eason and until the next time, goodbye.